Hello, Lion Cook Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Lion Cook Thoughts Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Hope everyone is doing well and just excited for today's episode. Before we begin, a couple of points to get to. First, just so you know, at some point we all experience a situation that at work we're not sure how to handle. Uh, so my go-to is my personal mentor, Dwayne Brown, who is the culinary coach. Culinary coach will discuss the situation you're facing with complete confidentiality and discretion. He'll provide broad industry context and alternative perspectives that will guide you to determine the best course of action. So as a Lion Cook Thoughts podcast listener, please visit www.dwaynekbrown.com. That's www.d-u-a-n-e-k-b-r-o-w-n.com and use promo code LionCookThoughts for 50% off a professional coaching session. This offer is valid until March 6, 2021. Also, if you've been following along, you will know that we just launched the blog for Line Cook Thoughts. The blog is going to be personal articles written by myself and other people in the food industry, and also interviews uh, about you know cooks just starting out to experienced chefs owning restaurants in their own businesses. So very excited for that. Go to linecookthoughts.com to read the official blog. Lastly, if you are listening on Apple, please leave us a review. Any review is great. It does not need to be five stars. It needs to be an honest review of the podcast. What you want to see, what you want to hear, what you like, what you maybe you don't like. Those reviews help us get traction. They help us get new listeners, and they help me get better at the show. My guest today is Lamise Atarabashi. She is an MBA engineer turned TV chef and personality, an international culinary enthusiast with a focus on representing Middle Eastern cuisine in a very fun and approachable way. In this, she debunks a lot of misconceptions on how hard or how long it can be by showcasing shortcuts and easy steps on how to cook her food. Middle Eastern food is rich with flavor, taste, and unique delicious dishes, and it's not just shawarma, hummus, and falafel, so she hopes she can be a gateway into that untapped cuisine. She's also a recipe developer, a constant nomad who spent most of her years traveling the world and learning about different cuisines and food, which she in turn infused that into her cooking and dishes. Lamise is currently working on her startup company in California, Bashi Superfoods, and is focusing on healthy superfood snacks that she hopes her audience and customers will enjoy, a snack that is enhanced by nature's own ingredients. And I am very excited for you all to listen to this today. I want to start off by saying this. If you're not using the app called Clubhouse, the app Clubhouse, you're missing out on a lot of great connections. Luis and I connected on Clubhouse, meeting in different rooms, talking about different concepts. And I was just blown away and impressed by her work ethic, her uh, just how many different things she has going on. Uh, in this podcast, she shares about her just leaving the tech world and a very successful tech career to get into food media and how she kind of transitioned into that while still working in the tech world, how she started early on Facebook. We're talking back, you know, around 2012, I believe was the year she stated and moving all the way up till now and the massive following she's gained over 700,000 followers on Facebook alone. Lamise is killing it right now in food media. She's launching her own brand, as I said before, uh, Bashi Superfoods. And I'm just really excited for you to hear about this food media personality, entrepreneur, and just all around great human being that I've had the pleasure of talking to and speaking with and learning from. So I really hope you all enjoy this conversation. Lamise, thank you so much for coming on the show. And here we go. Oh, it's recording? Okay. Yeah, we're good to go. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ray. I'm very excited to be on this show and to tell you a bit about, about myself. Awesome. Great. Well, yeah, if you could just start out by just introducing yourself real quick to the audience, that'd be great. Sure, absolutely. So I'm Lamise Atarbashi. Uh, I'm an MBA engineer turned chef. I switched my career from being a program manager at a major IT tech company in Dubai, and I switched completely to food. I completed my diploma at ICCA in culinary arts in Dubai, and 
from that, everything started to happen so fast. It was like a chain reaction. I got approached from uh, a TV network and I had my own show for a few years under my own name. It was the Mrs. Dining Table. And I had a regular appearance on a morning show on a weekly uh, basis. And I was a regular on food festival and food festivals, Dubai, Sharjah, Abu Dhabi. These three are the main food festivals in Dubai. And I had regular appearances in them. And um, then I being the like, I always crave for more. I love food and I wanted to create something like, okay, when you have recipes and you're sharing recipes, people still cannot taste your food. And for me, I'm like a very caring person. I like that. If you're going to come to my house, like yesterday, I had uh, someone come over from a major publication here in Sacramento. And it was me and a Middle Eastern dish. So I took pictures with it. And that photographer, before leaving, I gave him food. Like, you can't leave my house without eating something from, from, from my food. It's just, it's call it uh, Arabic traditions, uh, whatever. It's our nature of taking care of, of people who come into our house and, and, and trying to give that food to others. So and through recipes, I can't do that. So I thought, you know what, like, why not create something of my own and share that with people? So I had the idea, but it was vague. Like, I had no idea what it was going to be. So I'm like a very traditional, like traditional person who I, I don't know how to go into something without proper education. Like my father, my father has a master and PhD from uh, Bradford University in uh, UK. So I'm just like him. If I want to uh, learn something, I, I go and, and learn from a school and get a degree in it. So that's exactly what I did. I left everything that I had achieved in Dubai. And that was really hard because... I achieved a really high level. Uh, people knew me when I was, wherever I would go, people knew me. So I, I, I just craved for more. And so I left everything and I went to uh, Malaysia. I stayed there for two years just to uh, finish my MBA in business administration. And once I finished that, I had a better idea of what I wanted to uh, make. And it was like... Uh, something that I would usually make. And the idea came from my father-in-law. He tasted one of my, the things I, I always make. And he said, you know what? Why not make this into a product? It's really good. It tastes amazing. And this feedback was not, not just him. It was from a lot of family relatives. So I said, you know what? Okay, that's a good idea. So I came here and I wanted to start like in the US. I've been here for the last four years. And I'm into starting my own uh, food production company. It's uh, superfood healthy snacks, uh, no additives, no preservatives, uh, no uh, added sugar. Everything is natural, 100% from Mother Nature. And that's how I like to eat my food and my snacks. And that's just one of the, the things that I'm working on. On the other side, I want to introduce Middle Eastern food in, in to other people who don't know or, or like haven't tasted a lot of Middle Eastern food. Because let's be honest, when you ask anyone, uh, what is Middle Eastern food? They're going to say uh, hummus, <laughs> falafel, or shawarma, and that's about it. Like, <laughs> like that's the limitations of the, the knowledge when it comes to Middle Eastern food. I want to expand that. Like, I want to be like a gateway to Middle Eastern food. And, and, but showing it in a fun and approachable way, people, like, I understand when you hear about a new uh, uh, cuisine, you're going to say, okay, this is a bit hard. The ingredients I'm not familiar with. I don't know how to approach it. I wanted 
to like guide that person, hold their hands and know what, I'm going to show you how easy it is because uh, Middle Eastern food tastes amazing. It's not, I'm not trying to be biased, but it is so rich with flavor, taste and, and unique, delicious dishes. And it's, as I mentioned, it's not just shawarma, hummus and falafel. It's so basically my ultimate goal is uh, uh, showing people how easy and fun it can be and at the end of the day they're gonna enjoy the food i know it's delicious but i want them to know how good it is so awesome. that's what it's <laughs> yeah well thank you for sharing that i mean i'm very excited for everything you just shared um the, you know the food production uh, kind of your goal with food media so you know very excited to get into that so before we get into that though i'd love to know like where exactly you're from and what food was like for you growing up so i'm originally from uh iraq I was I was born in UK. Um, my because as I mentioned, uh, my father took his his uh, um, MB uh, sorry his master and PhD from Bradford, UK. So I was born while he was uh, completing his education. And but however, I I never like I've only visited the country a few years. So um, I've spent my life all around the world in different countries. And I always tell my husband like I'm exhausted. Travel is fun. I, okay, we, we we both agree on that. But uh, it is exhausting at the end of the day because you keep packing your stuff up and, and going to a different country and starting all over again. And that's where the hard part comes in because you achieve so much in, 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 a, diff- in a country and then you have to go in a different country and start from square one. And once you get a bit older, like, this becomes a bit tiring. And I make fun of it in a way like I want to buy a sofa and keep it. <laughs> I really want to buy a sofa and actually keep it. Like there are sometimes furniture you want to keep. And I, I didn't get to do that for the last 20 years. So uh, unfortunately, as much as I enjoy traveling and getting introduced to new cultures and new people, I love meeting new people and expanding my horizon when it comes to different food, different tastes flavors, spices, whatever. So the, I, I love that aspect of traveling, but the, the exhaustion pipe, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's totally fair. Um, and so I, before we get into kind of your cooking background, uh, what brought you into like the tech world? Why were you interested in that before cooking? It's like an, an Arabic traditional family. It's more like Asian families. Like you're either an engineer or a, a doctor. <laughs> there is no other options. You're either this or this. So especially like it's more like if you achieve a, a high GPA, you're going to go with what offers are based on that high GPA. It's not about what you want. Uh, I wanted like I, I started cooking when I was nine years old, but it was never considered like uh, career wise. It was just a passion. Career-wise, is either an engineer or a doctor. So, uh, <laughs> considering IT, my family is all IT, every single one of them, and uh, we just followed each other's path, not thinking about is it uh, our passion? Do we love it or not? There was no question about that. It's more about uh, getting the highest degree you could get, and I I know that's that's wrong, but like this is like this is culture this is traditions of of countries it's not easy to change and i discovered uh, how i don't like it in the middle of 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 my bachelor and my my bachelor by the way is computer engineering and my major is robotics so i like building robots (laughs) so it's even like uh, even more into it so uh, that was my major but did i love it no 
it was basically what my father did. He's uh, computer science. So technically my brothers followed his path, my sister, and then obviously I'm the last one. So obviously I would go and my, my family also have an IT company. They have a few branches all around the Middle East. So uh, technically you would finish your degree in, in, uh, and then go work with them. So, and that's something I would not recommend working with your family. <laughs> that is not <laughs> something I would recommend. No, it's tough. Like I would prefer go working with someone else, like any other company, but not with family. It's, it becomes too personal. So I did work for them for a few years and then I just quit. Like it was just too much pressure. <laughs> no, I could only imagine. Um, so, you know, when you're working in IT though, like when did you make the like when did it become a reality for you when you were like, oh yeah, I, like I know, like I want to do this, but now I'm actually going to do that. Like, what was that point for you when you realized you were going to go into your actual career? So, um, I I work for Microsoft, so um, getting into Microsoft is not easy. I had to study for a whole year on top of my education. Wow. I had to get the MCSE, which is basically seven. Uh, exams back then. I have no idea what, what it is. Right? I, I don't even want to know anymore. But it was back then seven exams and each exam was really hard. So I, I took a whole year just uh, taking that ex- uh, those exams. So uh, that was after marriage, after I got married uh, and living in Dubai uh, because their branch was in, in Dubai. Uh, so I furthered my education. I got my MCSE and then I applied and, and got a job there. Um, I remember like I was, I would say like, uh, um, loving what you do is not, it's not about being good at it or not. I was really good. I was really good. I, I had a six figure income and I got a double salary within one year. So it's never about being good. It's about, do you love it? And I never loved it. Like I would wake up every single morning, uh, Ray, and I would like lay on my bed. I would just, I, I can, I remember this feeling so well. I would just hate my, my life. Like, and I would ask myself, can I live like this for the next five years? And the answer was obviously, obviously no, I can't, I can't live like this for the next five years. Like if I don't do something right now, I'm going to regret it later on. And uh, luckily, like for me, I had a supportive husband. And I think that that really helped because if if my husband was not supportive and he was thinking about just uh, money wise, I don't think that I would have been able to do that. But for him, he said, you know what, if we're going to be living on one salary, it's fine. As long as you follow your passion, follow what you love. And uh, and I honestly like I had two things that I wanted. So it was either being an actress. (laughs) I've never told (laughs) you this one. I've never shared this one, actually. And either being uh, uh, like going into food. So I actually went like these two options were like, on the ground and I wanted to explore it. So I even went to New York Film Academy. They had a branch in, in Dubai. And I went there and the director himself, like the, the one who manages, the general manager over there, he showed me the the place and everything. And it was really nice. But I'm, I'm a shy person. Like I like imagining acting and everything. Like I was a bit chickenless <laughs> so i said you know no i don't think i can do this i it's just although i love being in front of the like it's a natural thing for me but i'm an introvert i i like that's something i cannot change i'm accepting who i am i'm an introvert i'm a shy person but in front of the camera i'm it changes completely it, yeah i because i love talking about food so yeah uh, so once i saw that i went to 
uh, ICCA, which was in also in Dubai, which is a culinary uh, school. Once I saw it, like I fell in love. I fell in love with the place and people talking about food nonstop, nonstop, everything. Oh my God, I, I remember the feeling so well. And I told him, you know what? Yeah, this is my place. And when I left my career, it wasn't like instantly, it was gradually. I would work five days a week on, on the weekend. I would uh, go to the school and uh, the culinary arts school. I would take classes there on the weekend. And that lasted for a year. So I was like uh, doing both things at the same time. I, I was afraid of doing the, the switch completely. But what really helped is when the TV approached me. It started from Facebook. I started posting my recipes online and my page was one of the first pages to post uh, Middle Eastern food. Yeah, what year, was, special, what year were you starting to post? Uh, just mostly Iraqi food. Uh, and Middle Eastern and Jelena and Iraqis uh, like specifically and is, but, how early was this for you like in terms of like what year was this okay uh, it was it was before my kids obviously so uh, 2012 wow if I'm not mistaken if I'm not mistaken yes so um, like I wanted to share uh, food uh, recipe like I think I was in one of the, the clubhouse's rooms early and they were talking about um, how can you get over sharing something that people want or it's something that you're so famous for. And obviously, like if you cook, there are certain recipes, like, especially like relatives or family, they know how good it is and they've always wanted it. Like, can you share that recipe? We want to do it at home. So letting go of that feeling of, uh, you want to keep it to yourself and, and just sharing. That took a while. Like, you know what? I just took one. Okay, I'm going to let go of that feeling and I'm just going to share and not even think about it. If they want to say it's their recipe, eventually it's fine. As long as I get to share and help people enhance their, their cooking experiences in their kitchens. So that's where it started, like posting on, on, on Facebook. And I enjoyed in the beginning, I was like uh, making sure every single day I would post more than once. And it was a passion. So I, that was my outlet to post. There was no other social media. Uh, I didn't have a page uh, or a website. It was basically uh, on Facebook. And uh, a few, uh, a person who was... Um, like she had her own show on a TV network. She noticed and she invited me on her show just to like have a segment, a mini segment was live. My, my, most of my segments are live and that's where the tension comes in. Like imagine you have to cook something within five minutes. So you get to handle it. it it's very enjoyable, but uh, it is stressful. Uh, so she invited me to do a segment less than 10 minutes, seven minutes. It was exactly seven minutes. And uh, I brought like ingredients that would fit five to seven <laughs> recipes. I had no idea how to handle a lot. I, can, I remember like making my husband carry all these bags and stuff with me. And at the end of the day, I only used like two ingredients. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea how to handle a live uh, cooking segment. That was my first. But I did really good in it. And after a week, I got a call from uh, the 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 vice president of the channel himself so i was really surprised by the phone call and he said you know what? i saw your segment and how naturally you are in front of the tv and i i wanted to know if you are interested in having your own tv show so it happened so quickly and by the way this was i was still working uh, as an it uh, program manager so this really? happened like a, simultaneously yes so 
like I was surprised. I didn't know what to say. I like there was no end goal when I was posting recipes on Facebook. It was just sharing my passion. That's that was the end goal for me. Like people liking my recipes. That's about it. But to actually get a TV show out of it, like I had no plans for that. So I didn't know how to react to it, how to prepare, how to be natural in front of the TV to to even have your own TV show. Like that's that's huge. Uh, so. Um, uh, I said yes, of course. <laughs> Obviously, I did say yes. <laughs> like, you, you don't want to miss such an opportunity. No, that, that's stupid. Uh, so I said yes, and I had to learn at the same time how to handle uh, my my stuff, how to do a recipe, how to... Sometimes you will prepare the, the end dish from the beginning and then just show people how to um, cook a recipe. And, you know, here, voila, here it is. So it, because... Um, there's a lot of things people don't realize what goes into a TV show, especially a cooking show. Um, you have to record like up to six dishes within six hours. It, it depends if you're renting the place or the place is your own. Uh, we rented the place and it was very expensive. It's in, in the middle of Dubai on the most expensive street ever, Sheikh Zayed Road. Like it was there and it was wow. so expensive. So uh, they booked us, as, as I recall, from... 10 a.m. till 7. That was a timing that we allocated for shooting, and we had only 20 days. 20 days, yes. So, and we had to produce two episodes per day. So, and each episode was two dishes. So, six dishes per day. And uh, it was like, it wasn't easy the first year that, like, it was a learning curve for me to know how to handle. The camera especially have to smile. It's like when you cook food, who's smiling when they're cooking? Nobody does that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show me a person who actually smiles when mixing or, or sautéing or whatever. Nobody does that. So to integrate that in uh, as a behavior and in, uh, and and keeping that in mind when when you're doing all these steps of cooking, that was like the, like the first episode, like the first day. Um, of me recording we just uh, recorded one episode because i didn't know how to do it it was not easy for me <laughs> wow. but eventually i learned that i'm a very fast learner so within the second day it was uh, it was easy uh and i i got to enjoy it a lot it was really nice uh and to see how i can create uh, recipes out of my imagination and 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 people actually enjoying it so it, it was really fun i enjoyed it a lot and then the second year third year became just a, a normal thing yeah no i mean that's crazy i do want to like just point out so you started on facebook posting recipes obviously you put a lot of work in and then someone came and like approached you and gave you this opportunity but just to share the audience like can you just share kind of your following numbers on facebook and other social media platforms and kind of where you're at now oh. since starting so yeah, with uh, within three months, I gained more than eight thousand followers. I remember wow. that number very clearly. Yeah, within the first three months of posting, and that's where like it it happened. Like it happened so rapidly. Like it, the number started growing so fast. Like every day, a few thousand. Like what's going on? I was even surprised. Like how can a page grow so fast? Uh, so fast in this way, and uh, within a few years, and uh, it grew to. 250 500 and now i'm up to 700 and my page was the first middle eastern page to got verified from facebook so that was a good uh, achieving point let's say nice and that's seven hundred thousand for everyone listening Correct. <laughs> so. yeah 700 yeah no no not seven just not the k yeah <laughs> I, I, 
yeah, don't not mention that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then on Instagram, you're pretty large too. Instagram, Instagram, yeah, like, uh, inst- like, I think you know this, uh, right? Each platform is different. Yeah. Like, I, uh, you can't post the same thing on each platform. It doesn't work like that. And uh, I had to dedicate more time to post on Instagram and uh, different, at least a different format. Doesn't mean different recipes, but the format at least a bit different. And I was one of the first to start recording these videos where you just see the hands, not my face. So I started doing these videos a lot and this really helped me with uh, my grow on, on Instagram. So uh, it was completely different platform, different method of, of how I cook. It was in Malaysia, like two years. I uh, my classes were at night, so what I, what what I was supposed to do with with my time, I didn't have anything to do. So I would do these videos in the morning, and I, and I just had fun with it. Yeah, no, I mean that's so awesome, and I, you're right. Every platform is different, so it's cool to see you know you kind of working towards that. But so you become an established personality um, with your cooking show and whatnot. And so, you know, you mentioned before, uh, you know, wanting to come over to, you know, the States and kind of break out middle, or just be a gateway for your culture in terms of cooking. Uh, what made you decide to do that? Um, people not knowing about my, my quiz, the, the, the food that I grew up okay. eating. Like when I would say this dish, people would like, okay, can you explain what this is? And uh, like here, I noticed, especially with my neighbors, like, as I mentioned earlier, like I like giving away food. <laughs> I know this is a non-American way, uh, way <laughs> probably, but uh, like my neighbors, I would every time I cook something, I would just knock on her door. You know what? Like I made something. Would you like to eat? And she would get so excited. And one of the recipes that I like, one of the first dishes I made that she loved, it was um, carrot rice. It's carrots cu- uh, cut into cubes with onions also cubed and but caramelized like you cook them slowly until it releases its sweetness and it becomes very caramelized and then you add the rice to it so it's called uh, carrot rice and she fell in love with it and she told me you know what whenever you make a, uh, like uh, have your own cooking classes i'm in and she told her friends about it so i started i was saying you know what our food is really good but nobody knows about it so I want to be, as I mentioned in, in the beginning, I want to be that gateway where I can. And I, I know how to entertain, obviously. So uh, I want to, like, I want to make it fun. Like, food doesn't have to be boring. And I, I don't want to say anything negative towards anyone. But a lot of people, like, uh, make it too serious. Food doesn't have to be serious. You can actually have fun with it and learn new things at the same time. So that's my approach. I want people to have fun while learning about Middle Eastern food. So that's one of the main reasons I, I wanted to focus because before that, like when you learn in a culinary school, that is no specific cuisine. You learn basically like the first one is French uh, because that's the mother uh, cuisine, let's say. So uh, you learn different cuisines if you go to uh, to culinary schools. So my, my focus was never just one cuisine. It was more international. But now, like when I came here, I started to notice, you know what, this cuisine is, there is no light. I need to shed more light into it because if it, if it didn't taste good, I would, like, I would say, you know what, no, it's not even worth it. But I know how good it is. And I just want to show people how, how tasty it can be. So that's basically how, like, how I, I reached that 
point where I said, you know what, this is going to be the, the what I what I want to focus on and 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 try to showcase that. Awesome. No, well, thank you for sharing that, and I'm excited to uh, you know keep seeing you grow in terms of everything you're trying to do. So, thank you. I, yeah, of course. So, what advice would you? I mean, thank you for, first off. Thank you for sharing like, all about your career. I was like very interested. I know. For everyone's listening, Lamise and I met on Clubhouse, um, so we've had you know some discussion of her career, but to actually like see it all mapped out, very interesting to say the least. Um, so, like, what advice would you give to people who maybe felt like you do um, in terms of they want to represent their culture on social media, but they're not sure where to start? And what would you tell them? Um, I would start with first of all, like, uh, if let's go back just one step. Like in terms of passion and, and like if you don't have passion for food, don't even bother. Uh, you have to have the passion because it's you're going to be there for a long haul. Like it's not easy, especially posting and, and, and committing to social media without getting your, like uh, any any money from it in the beginning. Like you need to commit to that. You need to actually love it for you to be able to commit. If you're not going to love food that much and cooking, like you're just going to waste your time. So if your passion is in food and you're in a different career, I would tell you, you know what, switch 100%. Uh, follow your, your passion, fo- follow your heart desire, because uh, at the end of the day, you only live once. And you either do what you love or don't, like, what's the point of living anyway? And and when it comes to representing cuisine, your own cuisine, um, it, if, if you are very knowledgeable about your food, which most probably you are, then why not be a representation of that cuisine, especially if people don't know about it? And there's a lot of cuisine people don't know about. Like, everybody knows what French cuisine is. Everybody knows what Italian cuisine, Spanish cuisine, and American cuisine, and probably Brit- British cuisine. But other cuisines around the world, Haiti, like I was that, that other day, I was listening about Haitian food. So it's amazing to realize African food, like there's a lot of, of, of uh, lack of information when it comes to different kind of cuisine. So if you are from these countries and, and, and you are knowledgeable enough to present that cuisine, why not? You're, I think that's the best way to, 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 to represent your country or your, your, uh, or your culture. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally, I totally get that. And kind of, so we'll take the next step in terms of like the food media uh, personality. Uh, so say you have a brand, you're trying to grow and you obviously like your story was really awesome. Um, but like, you know, people, obviously you're going to, at some point, if you're doing this, you'd like to make some sort of revenue or, you know, just something to pay the bills. Like what, what was it like for you to transition it to kind of a pet, something you're very passionate about into a business? And can you speak to that at all in terms of the business mindset you need to have when doing food. You need to, like, as I mentioned, you need to, like, believe that you'll get that eventually. As long as you put the work in, you're not going to get it if you're going to post once or twice a week. You're not going to get there. It is a commitment. Like, you might probably work for a whole year and get nothing. And I did that for a few years. I didn't get anything. And it was fine. Uh, We're falling back to the same thing. If there is no passion, that's where you're going to fall. So as long as there's passion, uh, you can endure those uh, days or, or months or years where there is no payment in it. You can mm-hmm. live. You can live through that because at the end of the day, you're doing what you love. But if you don't love it, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to withstand that for a, a year or two. So uh, as long as you crave cooking, you love educating people about a specific cuisine or a specific dish. It doesn't have to be a cuisine. As long as you love what you're doing. Uh, be patient, be consistent, 
and you'll get there you will get there uh, and and try to improve like you can't keep doing the same thing every single day without improving yourself there is evolution you you look at other people what they're doing and try not to imitate them but as much as learning from them and make it your own uh, because uh, there is always an improvement like you see right now there's reels reels didn't uh, there wasn't any reels a few years uh, like a few months ago there was no reels so there is always uh, improvement in ways of showcasing your talent or showcasing your career uh, your cuisine or whatever you want to showcase so uh, put the effort in and, and play it with it like do it in a smart way like don't consume too much time in something without trying to learn about it like for example go see other reels let's let's just talk about reels uh, go see how people are doing their reels and how they are cutting it short with a 30 second and try to imitate it but making it your own as i mentioned and 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 you'll get there like try and error try and error and then you'll start to handle it so easily and so fast um because at the end of the day like we all are the, uh, like you grow older you have more responsibilities unfortunately like if you have a family it's even worse like i have two kids and and it's like time management is everything learning how to manage your time waking up early <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so waking early to to schedule your day and having a, a, a clear and specific plan on how you want to execute your your social media content, that that's a way of handling it and succeeding in doing that. So you need to have a plan. You can't just go like, oh, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to post tomorrow. No, you need to have at least a weekly plan of what you want to do. You might not stick to it 100%, but at least there is a plan. I, I have a to-do list. I'm an old-fashioned person. I like to write stuff. I don't like uh, putting it into my, like writing in my notes on my mobile. No, I like to have something I can see and, and touch. So I write it in, in a notebook every single day. I wake up at 3 a.m. and I have a whole hour to um, to plan my day ahead, what I'm going to do exactly, have my tea not coffee <laughs> we talked about that too <laughs> yeah my uh, tea and and then exercise because uh, it, it helps me uh, get energized throughout the day as i mentioned i have two kids so that that's a stressful part of my life i love them i enjoy being a mom but it is stressful so exercise helps me de-stress in the beginning of the day and and then i start doing all the plans that i i, I set out to do and this helps you in achieving your goals eventually. It's a slow progress, but you will get there. I truly believe if you plan, you will get there. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that as well. I uh, would love to hear about the move into food production and kind of what that uh, process has been like. So it's been a, company. Yeah, so it's been a slow progress, unfortunately, because of COVID. Um, as much as I wanted to to launch it last year, but we because it's a company, it's going to be a family company. My husband is is my co-owner, let's say. Uh, the, but however, the recipes are my own. He did not contribute to. That. <laughs> I was saying, look, I, I made those recipes, not you. <laughs> so uh, the recipes are my own. I've been enhancing. Like I, some one of the things that I've acquired throughout my my career is a strong palate like i can start to distinguish food like one of the 
uh, like if you give me a dish and uh, you want me to dissect the ingredients, I can do that. Uh, I've been able to uh, develop my uh, palate in a way that I know how to enhance something. If I take something, you know what, I can do this and this to make it even better. So this really helped me in creating my own recipes, which I'm still improving. Like I want it to be the best. Maybe I'm, I'm just too hard on myself. I want people to, if they ever taste my products, I want them to love it. Not just like it, I want them to love it. So, and uh, my target audience, I'm going to be honest, are, are like females. I like the, the way I'm introducing my products are in a tub. Uh, there are three products. One of them is granola based. One of them is protein based. And one is a date paste. So these products are cut into cubes. And it's for nibbling. And obviously, females like nibbling. <laughs> we don't like like uh, bars, like granola bars or protein bars are not made for women. It's, that's not the tar- target audience. It's for ma- men. So my my product is completely different. It's targeted for women. I, I want women to enjoy their snack without having to uh, complete a bar. We never like completing a bar. Like I always eat half a bar and then I get bored of it or I just can't, I don't have the stomach to finish it and I just wrap it up. I try to eat it the second day. It's just too hard. So with this concept of a tub, you can actually control the quantity you want to eat. Uh, at the same time, it is uh, targeted towards people who are into exercising and fitness because it's a protein. The second product is a protein base. But one of the main ingredients that I wanted to add to my products as on top of them being very healthy is uh, superfoods. My superfoods are organic. They're from Peru directly, like I ship them directly from Peru. I've been like one of the things that really helped me in in my traveling is learning about superfoods. Each country has their own superfoods. It is just a natural ingredient just growing in that specific region. And it it and and Chinese have it. Africa has it. Uh, Middle Eastern countries they have their own uh, pro, uh, products that that are cool superfood because it in um, it enhances whatever you're eating and it gives you that extra health benefit. I don't want to talk on the health side because I don't want to claim something. But it, it improves a lot, let's say. Uh, I, uh, like it, it has high antioxidants, high vitamin C, and, and et cetera. So I'm focusing on uh, enhancing my products with nature's own uh, ingredients. I'm not adding uh, sugar to it. Like uh, the, the only sugar is coming from dates and honey. So natural ingredients. I'm not adding any sugar. I don't want any added sugar. Now, on top of that, uh, I worked for the food scientists to develop a low-calorie sh- uh, chocolate. So imagine eating chocolate and there is no sugar. In it. So I think that's that's everybody craves for for chocolate. But you always think about the the the, the carbs that comes into it. So I was able to come up with a recipe that has low-carb chocolate. It's basically zero carbs in it, and uh, it tastes delicious. So when when you taste my products, you're gonna say, you know this. This is very tasty and it, it, it tastes like it has sugar, but actually it doesn't. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been developing a lot the taste and, and that, that's my main focus. And I'm just ready to launch it hopefully by the end of this year. Awesome. Thank you for sharing all that. I'm very excited for you to launch that. And, um, yeah, like if you ever want you know, to share products in terms of like, you know, posting or whatnot where I could post on my Instagram about it please send it over because I'm very excited for it. Absolutely. I, I will send you a PR box. Like I, I even like I have my own PR box. Like I've already set the marketing plan. <laughs> oh, wow. There's a lot of PR boxes 
the design of it and everything, it's going to be really nice. And it's a way of introducing it because there is no, obviously, there is no brand awareness to, to my products. And the best way to create it is, is, is through social media and through PR boxes. So that's my first step of, of introducing it to the, the market. Awesome. Well, you know, we're very excited for that. Thanks for sharing. Um, I would, uh, Thank you. so, you know, last thing I know, we're running short on time. But the last thing I would like to ask you, because, you know, someone who's been so successful in food media, food TV and whatnot, why are you spending so much time on Clubhouse? What, what potential <laughs> do you see on the app? <laughs> Look, I, I have like this feeling of the owners of Clubhouse are actually the owners of Instagram. <laughs> why do you connect your let, let's let's think about it. Like wh- why? Why do they connect just Twitter and your Instagram? Why not LinkedIn? Because it's a business, uh, like you're creating network. It's a network uh, application. Why these two only? So for me, I think like, I don't know, like it's just a wild guess, but I think like maybe it's, uh, they have partial ownership of <laughs> Clubhouse. Anyway, regardless of that, um, I love Clubhouse. I think it's the most exciting application ever invented. And I always say, why did they not invent it earlier? Um there's a disconnection on social media like Instagram specifically because uh, people are not using like Snapchat that much or Facebook that much. Like Instagram is the main one right now. So there is a disconnection in terms of, of creating these networks with other people. I, I found people on, on uh, Clubhouse that I've never heard about and they are amazing people. They, they've, they've achieved so much in their lives, but I never knew about them. So it's like a hub of connecting people from the same field, let's say, connecting them together. And I I just love that. I, you cannot imagine the amount of connections that I have created because of Clubhouse. And I am so grateful that I was able to be included in this application early start and get introduced to these wonderful and amazing people on it. Awesome, yeah, no, I... Uh... I definitely agree, and like, yeah, I'm very excited for it. <laughs> like, what the future holds. Yeah, so. I get to, I get to meet you. So, like, like, <laughs> if if it wasn't for Clubhouse, what's the possibility of me and you meeting? It it would be zero. Very if it limited, was based on right. Instagram, it would be z- yeah. Like, like your your path would not have crossed my path. No way, because no. our fields are completely different. Uh, you're more into podcasts. I don't. I don't do podcasts. I. I don't. I've never. This is my first time on a podcast. So it would have never like uh, crossed path. So this is where it comes in. Like Clubhouse is a revolutionary uh, um, uh, application, in my opinion. It it changed everything. It made people come together close, especially in COVID time, where people are feeling disconnected from others. There is no social life right now. And this helped people come closer together and it makes them more relaxed to each other because you don't have to put a face to it. Uh, it's just your voice and you can be natural and authentic. And, and this, I think this is what it's helped in, in, uh, in, in creating these networks and these connections. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And yeah, I mean, just the, the, like you said, the networking alone has been crazy and, you know, very honored, you know, that you came on the show. So yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, but no, thank you for sharing that before. Uh, we go if you'd like to share any like Instagram or like Facebook or social media handles now would be the time to do so for people can follow your work oh that's amazing okay so uh, thank you Ray for having me I love the conversations and I hope you did too I hope the audience also loved it (laughs) and I hope I was helpful in any way in terms if 
if I gave a 1% motivation to one person, that's more than enough for me. Uh, that is my goal. If it's not uh, food, it's motivation based on my life experience. So if you want to learn more about me, I'm always available on Clubhouse now <laughs> and on Instagram. My handles are Lemis, L-A-M-E-E-S, dot Atarbashi, A-T-T-A-R-B-A-S-H-I. People ask me, what is Atarbashi? Is it like your middle name? Is your last name? It's actually a last name, but with two words. So I know this is very weird in, 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 in America, like you, you don't have a two-word last name. So that's why I put them together so people don't get confused. Like if I if I put because it's separated, it's, it is a two word. Uh, Bashi means the excellence, and that's actually what I'm naming my products. It's, it means the best of its kind. It's a Turkish word. So that's my that's awesome. my company is going to be Bashi Superfood because I'm hoping it's going to be the best of its kind. <laughs> that that's the hope, and I I really hope I get there. So uh, yeah, so that's my handles. I hope to see new faces i hope i get to be introduced to other people and yeah follow me on my social media and thank you right for having me yeah of course um you know thanks for sharing all that my uh so i end all my interviews the same uh so now that you are on the podcast um basically my audience i call them the wine cook nation uh just a group of chefs cooks food people just people interested in food wanting to connect and grow for each other so now that you're on the podcast, you're part of this community, what does it mean for you to be a part of a group of people uh, so passionate about food? That means the world. Like, uh, we're human beings. We love connection. We, we love relationships. So uh, that's who we are. And I appreciate to have the opportunity to be in the presence of such amazing groups like this one. So I'm, I'm the lucky one. Awesome. Thank you, Lamise. And, uh, very, you know, just awesome speaking with you. So. Me too. Thank you. So there you have it, the interview with Lamise Atarbashi. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, please go to www.dwaynekbrown.com for 50% off a coaching session with the culinary coach and my personal mentor, Dwayne Brown. Also, linecookthoughts.com. We just launched our blog. Go re- go to that site to read stories from people experienced to just starting out in the industry. We have a lot of great co- content coming out in written form at linecookthoughts.com, the official blog for this brand. Also, if you're on Apple, please leave us a review. It does not need to be a five-star review, but it does need to be an honest review. What you like, what you don't like, what you want to see, what you want to hear more of, please leave a review. It helps us get traction and it helps me get better at being a podcaster. And lastly, just once again, thank you so much to Lamise for coming on the show. I hope you all go follow her. I hope you all interact with her and support her brand and her food. And lastly, I hope to see you all in Clubhouse where we all can chat together because I'm very excited for that app blowing up. And I would not have met Lamise without it. So thank you all so much for listening. Lamise, thank you for coming on the show. And we'll see you on the next Line Cook Thoughts podcast.